Hi everyone, this is Chris. It's been a long time since I've posted here, but I wanted to share some original writing about trans rights and how we're all kind of working through, as we support the movement, working through our own identities and feelings that come up and things that we want to hold on to and things that we want to let go of. And so this piece talks about that. I also wanted to make note that the theme song that you hear today is written by Andy Nath, as are some of the other ones I've thrown in as I've been experimenting with the different theme songs. And this one stuck out to me as a keeper. It's called Florida Nina. Thanks for listening. Trans in Latin means across, like transatlantic, across the ocean, transnational, across nations, and transgender, across genders, across the great divide, across the gap of male to female and female to male, which for most people was once a vast canyon so large that men and women were considered opposites. There were corsets and girdles to make women look curvier and skinnier, and we were taught that certain things were ladylike, like sitting cross-legged, and certain things were not ladylike, like disagreeing with something. And men received encouragement to be more manly. Don't talk about feelings. Smoke Marlboros. Wear Stetson for men. Never change a diaper. And stay out of the kitchen because that's woman's work. There was once masculine and feminine, Jack and Jill, Go to work or stay at home. Pants and skirts, steak and salad. Boys will be boys, puppy dog tails, and girls are sugar and spice. Before language, before self-help books, before we evolved out of hitting rocks together for fire, I'm sure man and woman meant only ejaculator and birther. Two sides, like dodgeball teams. Now, things are different. We think about ourselves a lot. We are a human spectrum. And anatomy may have something to do with identity, but it's not the only thing that has something to do with identity. Many of us are gender fluid. There's no us and there's no them. There's sugar in the puppy fur and it's not just Indiana Jones and his dick and his cockeyed smile. And it's not just Marilyn Monroe and her rack and her blown kisses. It's a marbly swirl cake. Different latitudes and longitudes on the grid of our gender identity. What it feels like to be us. What it feels like to be us can be uncomfortable much of the time. We eat too many donuts. Don't return library books. We're grouchy for no good reason. We have ingrown toenails and nose hair. It's not pretty, regardless of our gender identity. Humans are a kind of messy wreck of self-awareness, sometimes run over by a society that moves faster than our mental, emotional evolutions were wired for. And gender identity is only one part of a larger conversation about what it's like to be us. The relentless reminder that no two snowflakes are the same. 
After reading J.K. Rowling's essay a year and a half after it came out, which is about my speed, it's clear that there is more than one fight happening in this conversation about gender. The clearest fight that I can see is humans saying, I am who I say I am, and it's based on what I am inside and what I feel, not on what your existing categories say I am. You rigid thinking, culturally ancient, rotary phone loving, who's the boss watching, binary dweebs. You need to change your language, politics, and categories to accommodate my inner being. This I can get behind because we all are who we say we are, whether there's a category available for us to occupy or not. But the other fight is one that doesn't want the political and cultural progress that women have fought and given their lives for to backslide because the word woman ceases to have a firm definition or loses its meaning altogether, which means the hard-fought protections and equalizing measures for women would be threatened. This can happen if fight number one isn't nuanced and accepting of multiple views. According to Rawling, there's also a fight for some lesbians who say biology matters and that not wanting to touch a trans woman's dick doesn't make them prejudiced. And then there's another fight saying biology shouldn't matter under the law and that gender is assigned. If you say you're a woman, you're a woman. If you say you're a man, you're a man. Which complicates things in, say, the arena of sports and athletes and athletic performance. Being a writer, I'm most interested in the fight over language. In considering redefining the term woman, it's been suggested to use the word menstruators instead because the word woman in its traditional use is too foggy and excludes trans women and non-binary people. Well, menstruators as a term is appalling and wouldn't include me. I'm a woman, but I don't menstruate because of the birth control that I use. That word also excludes postmenopausal women, women who have had hysterectomies, Pregnant women, postpartum women, women with hormone issues, and so on. We're talking about one word, and already we're in the weeds. The comfort, the relief, the precision at sorting humans into two distinct teams was like a warm bubble bath of ignorance and denial, because after that phase of wearing pelts and hitting rocks together, there have always been more than two categories for us. There were always nuanced identities often ridiculed, but always there. Tomboy girls, lighten the loafers boys, firecracker spitfire girls, and sissy boys. Not welcoming, not inclusive terms or attitudes, but present across the board. We thought there were different shades to two categories, but now duality is an old idea. Your dick might not mean what you think it means, And your vag might not be telling you the whole story about who you feel you are. These avenues of self-discovery are a privilege of our time in human history. I don't think my grandfather spent hours looking at his dick thinking about what it meant to him or how masculine or feminine he felt. He was surviving in depression and fighting in World War II and very busy suppressing feelings, eating liver and onions and ignoring PTSD. Not a whole lot of energy expended on coming to a precise definition of how male or female he was. He wasn't concerned about getting his identity right or that his culture understood who he was. He identified as a man. 
and as a veteran. Veteran, which is a single word that conveys that he has suffered for the good of all. By the way, it's unlike the traditionally female-oriented war nurse, which conveys she has taken care of those that have suffered for the good of all, but not suffered herself in the caretaking. Similarly, part of the argument about claiming trans as a minority group is to convey that suffering and mistreatment are happening. As seen on the GenderMinorities.com site, quote, we use trans or transgender or gender minorities to discuss our communities. We prefer this over using euphemisms such as gender diverse or gender expansive, as euphemisms are not necessary. While diverse means variety, minority indicates a group which is seen as different to the social majority and is often discriminated against on this basis and protected by anti-discrimination legislation, end quote. Not being seen or understood is a kind of suffering we all understand. Most of us get a taste in childhood. Many of us get it as adults at work or in our families. It's damaging when people don't speak your language and claim you don't exist because they don't understand how you're different. If you have a word for what you are, you can shout it and claim it and stop translating yourself for other people. We all can understand what it feels like to be invisible and when things we don't want have been chosen for us. Our culture that is ideally supposed to be supporting all of us often actually works to exclude. Every single human at one point has been mislabeled, worked against, named incorrectly, had assumptions made about them, had their nuances ignored, their self-expression ridiculed, their need for more support denied, and been discriminated against for their differences. Using the word minority is an ask to the majority culture to be recognized and treated with equal rights, which is wonderful. But we have not yet gotten there with the old category of just women. It feels hasty to push forward with a redefinition of women for those of us who are firmly and happily identifying with the old definition that was rooted in birth gender and is now aiming to be stripped. I think about my son when I'm tossing these ideas around who has a sensory disorder and I wonder if the kids who were labeled as troublemakers because they couldn't sit still or labeled dumb or slow because they have attention or reading issues who were made to sit out in hallways, excluded from treats in class, left behind in many systems, falling through cracks, told they weren't able to pursue college or their dreams, all because of undiagnosed or misunderstood sensory or attention diagnoses, whether these kids should be called the sensory minority or people like me who have had extended bouts of debilitating anxiety that made working difficult and earning money impossible. I wonder if people like me should be called the emotional minority. If we want to include anti-discrimination legislation put forward for all humans who are at a disadvantage because of how they are perceived and treated, great, that sounds like progress. Let's include those with social anxiety, chronic pain, morbid obesity, phobias, acne, ADHD, postpartum depression, and stay-at-home parents. There's discrimination against all these groups, but it is a quiet, persistent, systemic bias. Any exploration of identity is a chance at inclusion. And getting louder with the truth, whatever that means to you, and who cares what it's called, except we really care what it's called. We care about what we're called. The difference between menstruator and woman 
between Miller Park and American Family Field, between victim and survivor, is significant. And as humans, when we feel things that haven't been named yet, if there's no word in the dictionary for me, it's like I don't exist. For the ones who lived in blurred lines without a name for their felt experience, it's been confining. We're all trans-something. I was an addict, now I crossed into recovery. I had cancer and I crossed into remission. Kids transition into adolescence when they get armpit hair and they get that tingle in their lower belly when a cute friend holds their hand. We transplant saline boobs on women who've lost them or transplant butt fat on men who want them, transmit ourselves to the world in shortwave radio frequencies, tattoos, bumper stickers, t-shirts. Namaste in bed. We move across personal boundaries, across state lines, across gender categories to feel comfortable. We don't want other people to label us. We can only label ourselves, damn it. Be accurate with what you call me. Make it empowering, but don't get it wrong and don't box me in. These are ridiculous expectations. No one can keep up, but we try. Identifying a minority group while acknowledging we're all on a spectrum means... There is no clear distinction of where the lines of majority and minority are. The laser-like focus on word choice can be stressful. I'd feel pretty proud of my 82-year-old mom if she used the phrase, quote, gender diverse, but that's not a preferred term anymore. The expectation that all of society will get up to speed and keep that speed with extremely personal understandings of identity and how a group would like that identity named and what words to avoid when there are more distinct categories than there are states in the U.S. And then to also say that gender identity is fluid and can change at any time is asking all of us to become quite specialized in gender studies. This will take some time. Some of us are still hitting rocks together over here. Equality can always be demanded, but redefining other people's identity in an effort to define yourself cannot. The desperation for a precise label that is sharp as a razor's edge in accuracy is now a national obsession. We have to get it right because the consensus is that defining in crystal clear terms the various individual experiences of gender will ensure that all people are treated equally, like it'll be a guarantee The only guarantee we can truly offer each other is that with better listening and awareness, we can begin to understand each other and cross the great divide between one person's experience and another. Trans in Latin means across. Also, beyond, through, surpass, on to the other side.